everybody. Welcome back to Looking for the Real God. This is Christy Lynn Wood. On today's episode, we're going to continue digging into how the fringe is becoming mainstream within evangelical Christianity by looking at one word, dogmatism. Years ago, Mike Cosper, author and now podcast host, gave me the definition of religion that really pretty much transformed my entire ministry and way I looked at Christianity and the things that I was seeing within evangelical Christianity in particular when he said in his book, Recapturing the Wonder, religion was the business of appeasing gods. And all of a sudden I was like, oh my goodness, this is exactly what's happening We are trying to appease God, and this is why this is religion, instead of just enjoying a relationship with God. Well, a couple days ago, Mike Casper once again has blown my world apart with a word. And this was the last bonus episode of the Rise and Fall of Mars Hill podcast. And he had a guest host, Dan Allender, who is an author and a trauma therapist. And they were talking about dogmatism. And as they defined dogmatism and how we are so quickly to be dogmatic these days about our beliefs, almost no matter where we are on the spectrum of Christianity or politics or anything, everyone is very dogmatic. And they talked about where dogmatism comes from. I was like, oh my gosh, suddenly everything makes sense. And this whole topic that we're talking about right now with this fringe becoming mainstream, this is the key that ties it all together. This dogmaticness that we have that I'm seeing within so many people these days. And they really just dove into why. Why have we become so dogmatic? And so that's what we're going to talk about today. I'm just going to kind of give you my take on this episode and encourage you to go and listen. It was one of the best episodes in all of the Mars Hill episodes, in my opinion. I have literally listened to it twice and some parts of it more than twice. Like, over and over and over again as I absorb what very wise Dan Allender is saying. Dan Allender, like I said, he's a trauma therapist, and he really believes that we are struggling right now in our country, in our churches, with all of these dogmatic leaders who then become a mess and spiritually abuse people and all the things that we're seeing. He really believes all of that is a result of lots and lots of trauma that's been unresolved, unresolved trauma. And he actually went back into history to figure out where we are right now. And I love this, guys, because I love looking at things historically from a large perspective, kind of holistically, really stepping back and not just saying, you know, what's happening right now, but why is this happening? What are the cycles that we are going through again and again and again? And what is really behind this all? So Dan Allender backs way up in this episode, and he says, look at our country. Look at the trauma that we have been through in our country and in the world as a whole in the last 100, 200 years. He said you had the Civil War, which was very traumatic and really unresolved, like nobody really dealt with it. And from there, we end up at World War I, really not very long after, followed by the Great Depression, followed by the Second World War, and the fact that all these people had to face 
the reality that millions of people had been killed simply because they were Jews. And Dan Allender says, it's like everyone just looked at each other and said, we're never going to talk about this. And it just kind of got shut down. We didn't, they didn't deal with it. They didn't deal with this trauma. And that's followed by the 50s and then the 60s. And you've got the civil rights movement and you've got the fact that we've had, we have to face the fact that we have caused horrible, horrible harm to the African-American population and that we continued to cause harm to them and also unresolved things people never really dealt with. And you move into this space in time in the 60s and 70s where there's just so much upheaval and just unrest. And it's interesting because I look at who showed up during that time period and some of the leaders that arose from that place of uncertainty and fear and a lack of dealing with trauma. And some of them were good and some of them were not good. This is where Bill Gothard came out of. He came out of these 70s, 60s and 70s with all of this just feelings of uncertainty and fear. There was the Cold War that happened. There's just a lot of stuff going on and people not dealing with all of this trauma that we've faced for years and years and years and all that getting pushed down to the next generation, the next generation. And it causes this sense of uncertainty and fear. And Dan Allender says that when we are in a place of uncertainty and fear, we will often turn to one of two things. Either we will turn to indulgence, we will try to drown our actual fears and our emotions and our insecurities and everything that we're dealing with, we will drown it in substances, in workaholism, in obsession with things, and constantly trying to gain more money and more stuff, indulgence. Or we'll turn to dogmatism and we'll become very dogmatic in our beliefs and the way we see the world and the things because this gives us that sense of security that we're looking for, that we're not actually dealing with any of the fears that we actually have. We're not dealing with any of the insecurities that we have, the things that we're afraid of. We are just trying to soothe it with either indulgence or with dogmatism. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I totally see this. And this is exactly the thing that Bill Gothard preyed upon with my parents, people in their generation, with people before them, with his basic youth conflict seminars, and then his basic seminar and advanced seminar. He was preying on people's fear, on their insecurity, on their uncertainty, and he gave them dogmatic principles and dogmatic truth and said, this is absolutely the way it is, even though it was twisted and messed up. But they bought into his strength and his formulas and his certainty, and they followed him because of their own fear. And guys, that's what I'm seeing. Like, this is what I see everywhere right now, especially within the evangelical church, but also on the progressive side of things, on the liberal side of things, politically and religiously, like it's that same dogmatic view of I'm right and you're wrong and there is no middle ground and there's no way I'm even going to consider what you have to say because you're wrong and I'm right. And I think we're all just afraid and we're all just dealing with our own insecurities and our own lack of certainty and our own fear and we're terrified. And so we become very dogmatic. 
And I think so much of the things that I'm even talking about, like last week, talking about the idol of family and the idol of homeschooling and this certainty of like, if I do this, this, and this, and this is going to turn out right, that all comes back to the same thing, the same unresolved trauma that we've been through, the same stuff that we just haven't really even dealt with. Here we are feeling afraid and not knowing. And so then we just hold tightly to things that we don't, yeah, we just don't let those things go because we want to have that sense of safety. I think probably people who are buying into conspiracy theories, this is the exact same reason. They are afraid. Things are uncertain. They don't know where to get their security from. And so they buy into these ideas and these lies because they seem to give certainty. They seem to give answers. And I find this fascinating that out of a place of trauma, we face insecurity and fear. We jump into these dogmatic situations, which then just give us further trauma. And now we are left with more spiritual abuse and religious trauma, trying to figure out what do we even believe? This is ridiculous. How can I even know what is true? And it's kind of like we've done this to ourselves, sadly enough. And I think partly it's because we don't have a good understanding of scripture. We don't have a good understanding of who Jesus is for ourselves. And so it's really easy for us to glom onto these dogmatic leaders, people who are giving us very clear truth. This is how it is. Like if I had a dollar for every time somebody said, the Bible clearly says, blah, 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 man, I'd be a millionaire. And usually the Bible is not very clear about a lot of things. And we have to dig and we have to hold things, you know, kind of loosely. Like I I think this is what it is, but I could be wrong. There's some things the Bible is very clear on and other things that just really are not clear. And yet we are so quick to say that they're clear and to hold our own opinions like that dogmatically. So what do we do about this? It's very interesting. I love the way Dan Allender talked about this next part. He just gave me such hope and such a sense that God is not done with us. And he was talking about people who have been burned and abused within dogmatic religious systems. It was a podcast, so it's hard to quote him directly, but I did try to use my voice-to-text options, and it kind of said what he said. So here we go. I'm going to kind of quote what he has to say. He said, when people attempt to move out of dogmatism, tragically, but often seems to be the protective barrier as a form of cynicism. So the cynicism comes out as a protective barrier, so trying to move out of the systems of dogmatism. So it's easy to, in that sense, to assume that anyone in leadership, anyone who teaches the Bible, anyone who actually believes in the death, resurrection, and ascension of Jesus Christ is either a fool or a manipulator. And then he says this part that just brought such peace to my heart, you guys, because I know that so many people out there are just so lost in their state of deconstruction and just so like trying to figure out, do I even believe anything? Like, am I even a Christian anymore? Do I want to be a Christian anymore? You know, there's just so much. Listen to this beautiful piece that he says. He says, there almost needs to be a period of stepping back and deconstruction and sometimes cynicism becomes something of a necessity to ask the hard question, why do I actually believe what it is that I would allow my heart to say yes to? And he doesn't commend cynicism, 
but he also says he doesn't want to say that it is the great danger that most people fear it to be. Guys, that brought such hope to my heart because I have people in my life and I feel the cynicism of my own heart sometimes, but I have people in my life that I dearly love who are very cynical right now. And it's because they have been hurt and abused and traumatized by religion, by Christianity. And I love the fact that Dan thinks that cynicism is part of this healing journey, that it's almost necessary to step back and say, what do I even believe? What do I want to believe? That he doesn't think it's the great danger that people are saying it is, because I'm sure you've heard it. There are many Christians out there right now who are condemning deconstruction, who are condemning doubt, who are condemning people who are calling it spiritual abuse. Like, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And there's other people who are just really pushing towards like apologetics and like just knowing the things that you know and just really pushing toward this intellectual understanding of Christianity. And I just want to remind you guys of a few things as I get ready to close. The Bible doesn't say anything about knowing things, driving out our fear. It doesn't say anything about knowledge being the things that bring healing. He says that love, perfect love, casts out fear. And Paul says that knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. Guys, I just want you to know that your cynicism is okay. That your doubt, that your fear are okay. That the things that you don't even know that you know, it's okay. We've been through a lot within Christianity the last couple hundred years. And there's a lot to have to sort out and figure out what do we actually believe? And that should never have happened. And that was wrong. And the things that we've been taught, those are not actually true. There's a lot to work through. But I believe in a real God who is full of love. That he is not condemning us for our doubts or our cynicism or our confusion or our questions or insecurities or our fear or any of that. That he longs to hold us to draw us to himself, and to teach us the truth about who he is. He wants to do that so much that he came as Jesus, that he's given us his Holy Spirit to help us and to comfort us. And I really believe that this is the beginning of something beautiful. This is the beginning of God reviving his church and showing the truth about who he is and and what he wants from us. It seems to me that evangelical Christianity has become very similar to the Pharisees, unfortunately, and less similar to Jesus and his disciples. And I really hope this is the beginning of a change. Thanks for listening, guys. Until next time, keep searching. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would love to have you join me over on my website at christylynnwood.com. For more content, free resources, and opportunities to connect with a community of people who are looking for the real God.